Welcome to the Institute of Barristers Clark's podcast, the podcast that provides an insight into the Clarking world. It is an opportunity for members old and new to share with you all their wonderful knowledge and insights of Clarking and how it has evolved since the Institute formed 100 years ago. My name is Stephen Wright and I am the Senior Clerk at 7BR and today I'll be joined by David and Mark Goddard. David is Senior Clerk at Four Stone Buildings and last year celebrated 50 years as a clerk. He started his career at One Essex Corp as a junior clerk in 1971, before rising through the ranks to joint senior clerk in 1976. In 1982, he joined Four Stone Buildings, where he has been ever since. David is a previous chair and member of the IBC Management Committee and is now president. He currently sits as a member of the Bar Council Public Access Panel. Due to his extraordinary work as a clerk, he was awarded the Lifetime Achievement Award at the 2019 Chambers UK Bar Awards. Mark is Director of Clarking at Stower Chambers. He began his clerking career at 7BR, which was then known 9BR back in 1998. In 1999, he moved to Housham Chambers before moving to Goldsmith Chambers and 14 Grazing Square respectively, before taking up his current role in 2008. Mark has been heavily involved in the IBC, where he has previously been on both the Education and IT Committees and now currently sits on the Executive Committee and the Management Committee. Mark also sits on the Bar Council Legal Services Committee. Chaps, welcome to the IBC podcast. Hi, Steve. Hello. Um, Right, so I think what I'd like to do is just kick off with a few questions and probably the obvious one is how you both got into clerking. So being that, um, David, you've been in this job for 51 years now, how did it start for you all those years ago? Uh, Interesting enough, I was going to be an accountant after finishing a college course. Uh, I'd arranged to be in a, on an accountancy course starting in January 1972, I think it would have been. Um, but I, I needed to do something between June and December. And by coincidence, my mother was working with a, somebody whose uh, son was a clerk. Unfortunately, he's no longer with us. Um, and recommended working in a set of barrister chambers. I was a bit surprised. I thought, I don't really want to be a barrister. But of course... Certainly, that's not what Clark's about. But anyway, I started the uh, work in Chambers, and uh, and I liked it so much. I've here I am, fifty in my fifty-first year. Incredible. And um, Mark, I mean, a lot of um, I mean, my brother's a clerk, and it seems to be sort of a family tradition where you know your your dad, your brother, your sister, etc. So, you know, is that the route that was how you got into clerking or was it a different way of going about it? Uh, no, it, although dad didn't want me to get into clerking, uh I saw and I'd probably been in chambers all my life as a as a boy. It was something I thought I'd want to get into and uh I took it took it from there, got in got into it with some work experience and then the rest is history. As they say. And so you mentioned there that your dad didn't want you get to get into clerking. What, what's the story behind that? I don't think he necessarily didn't want me to get into it. I think maybe he didn't encourage me. I don't know if there's a, a plan behind that or not, but uh, he didn't actively persuade me. I just wanted to do what he did because I saw 
he's clearly earning loads of money. I wanted loads of money. <laughs> I'm not sure I like the loads of money bit. <laughs> but um, I think it's a unique profession, you know, working with barristers who are highly educated and you come in and, as a clerk and you haven't got that same education. But what you have is sort of business now, some common sense, and that's why clerks have succeeded. And invariably why clerks, generally speaking, have got well paid. It is a well-paid job if it works out well for you. I think I didn't encourage Mark to go into the profession because, and this happens all every year, there's always something going on at the bar that it's all going to end, you know, decimalisation came in and this came in and, you know, recently we've, you know, sister advocates, oh, the bar's finished. And there's always been that sort of talk. As it happens, it's all been wrong. And I still think it will be a, a great career to for the future. I think back then I wasn't so sure. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And I think that even the time that I've been a clerk, that... Um, it always seems to be one door shuts, another one opens. I think that's what you're trying to say there. Um, just moving on, I mean, you've both clearly sort of just hearing the intro that I gave for you both, you've both clearly been heavily involved in the Institute of Barristers Clerks. Could you expand on what you've done and what you do for the IBC? Um, we'll start with Mark on this one. I'll give your dad a rest. Thanks. Um, it was Dad who got me into the IBC, which I'm grateful for. Uh, I started just being in the management committee about 13 years ago. And uh, from that, you get involved in different subcommittees, the education, uh, the annual conference and the IT committee. Obviously, now I'm part of the executive committee as well. The point of the obviously the IBC is to support all the clerks, all the professions, I think when I was a junior clerk, I saw it good to be a member, simply to get jobs and see what's out there. Now I think it's more about education and learning, uh, not just learning uh, different courses, but uh, meeting other colleagues within the profession. And that's not just with your specific area of law that you do, but all, all regions of law and also all regions. So uh, meeting clerks from Manchester, or even down in Kent. So it's nice to uh, get together. And Mark, do you think that it's helped your career in clerking, being involved in the IBC? Uh, I think I think it's potential that it can help uh, because you form more more contacts. Uh, I would assume I'm on the uh, executive committee due to I used to work with Jeff Carr, who's now the chair. So. I'm hoping he picked me because he enjoyed working with me and uh, and that's why he thought I'd be able to support him in another way. Yeah, no, right, okay. And uh, so, David, having been a clerk for over half the time that the IBC has been running, how do you feel it has evolved in that time? Yeah, I mean, it was originally the Barristers Clerks Association, of course, and then we became an institute. And in lots of ways, I'm not sure a lot have changed. We've done a lot more over the recent years with education uh, and we have our own conferences. And it was actually my idea to have a conference. And when I suggested to the management committee that we have it have one in Birmingham, they all laughed and said nobody would turn up. 
but in fact it was the most one of the most successful one, early ones. And then we we used to have little lunches with judges that turned into now an annual dinner. I think there's great support by the people on the committee with other clerks. And really extending on a question you asked Mark, you know, has it been good for me? I'm I'm very pleased to have been asked to go on to it. I went on in 2002. I did some sort of general committee work and then I was education secretary. I helped with the change in the rules, chaired a few conferences. And I think the camaraderie amongst other clerks has also been a real benefit by being a member of the IBC. And when you become chairman and, you know, things like the, the, the annual dinner, the... Uh, and relationship now we have with the Bar Council, the kudos is is quite incredible. In some respects, being a, being a president slightly sort of has been, but I think the, one of the best times was my three years of chair, and I would recommend anybody, if they're in the IPC, to take that path to do that three years mm. uh, as chair. Weirdly enough, I've just got my, my first invite to the IBC dinner today, Ooh. which I'm rather looking forward to. Um, should be good fun. Um, so, Mark, obviously, with your dad working in the same industry, what, what's what's that like? Does that bring any challenges? And are there any conversations over a family barbecue that you both have to avoid, or you have to avoid, should I say? Uh, it was quite interesting when I first joined the Clarkin world because uh, everyone used to come up to me in the pub and say, oh, your dad's a legend, let me buy you a beer. So the amount of free beers I got was incredible. Uh, <laughs> now for family barbecues, we we don't tend to talk about work if we can, but as with everything, you, you do normally have the general chit-chat member being a pain in the ass, that sort of stuff. Yeah, I think I think it is um, it is useful conversation, and despite my long years uh, of being in Clarks, sometimes I can ask Mark something and get a young perspective on things, which you know I, I might actually use because uh, uh, you know the young have a different view, and uh, and I like to try and feel that I'm still up with things, so. I think we exchange conversation and sharing the same industry is quite useful. I mean, being in my 51st year, as you can imagine, I've seen so many different things over the years, uh, dealt with so many barristers, good and difficult, and you, you can talk about those instances. And I think you know, Mark can see the benefit of what my experience has been. Yeah, no, I completely agree. So moving on, obviously you're both now at the, the top of your game at respective chambers as as senior or director of clerking. Or... So who is your um, favourite clerk you worked with and why? Um, we'll start with Mark, please. Uh, for me, there's been a couple of people. I've, uh, the last senior clerk I worked with was Jeff Carr, who's obviously our chair. Jeff was... Just a generally really nice guy to work with and it always seems to be calm and collected. So I enjoyed my time with him. And then the other clerk I really enjoyed working with is Stephen Smith at Halsham Chambers, uh, just because of his humor and sort of, sort of what he taught me 
the basics of when I started clerking, to which obviously I think everyone always remembers their first senior clerk. No, I think that's true. And David, same question? Yeah, I've only had two senior clerks. The second one uh, was Robert Ralphs. And in fact, when I was a junior clerk at 106 Court, Robert did actually ask me to join him when he was at Garden Court. Fortunately, my well, my 106 Court decided to up the money to keep me. And I think and that's an interesting thing to say. One of the reasons why sometimes clerks get well paid is because they get offered another job. Chambers don't want you to go, so they put the money up. Um, then, then Robert actually went to, gave up working as a clerk, went to Cyprus. My uh, senior clerk then decided to become a judge's clerk, so they were interviewing people. And Robert came back from uh, Cyprus sort of unexpectedly and uh, the Chambers decided to offer him a job. They were actually going to offer it to me uh, as a very junior. But I said to the Chamber, no, you've got to see this guy. And they did. And uh, he, he was just fantastic to work with. He had a very good way with barristers, more, more than anybody I, I've ever come across. Uh, and I learned so, so much from him. And at a young age, he, he made me joint senior clerk. And it was very sad when I left to, to go to Stone Buildings. Uh, they offered me a king's ransom not to go, but I needed to row my own boat. Uh, and I did. Uh, and after I left, Robert and I used to keep in touch with each other, lunch, etc. cetera. Uh, I still keep in touch with him now. Yeah, I think that's right. I think there comes a point in your career where you have to move, don't you, to sort of progress and actually see if you can stand on your own two feet and, uh, you know, move your career, and, but move a barrister's chambers forward as well. So that being said, have you got any advice for aspiring junior clerks, people who are just starting in in this career? I mean, I've noticed recently where we've employed junior clerk or assistant practice managers or whatever they like to be called these days, and that they're coming with sort of law degrees and you know i haven't got a, a degree of, of of anything actually but i just wondered if there's any advice you could give those people that are just starting out well i wouldn't be worried about the the people that come in with law degrees quite useful they they know a bit of law uh, I, I did a level law so that that was one of the reasons that interested me in law but as we found with managing barristers it doesn't matter what their education is it's the the business now, getting on with people. And I think that's the the important thing for, for clerks is the, the personal side and the business side and also trying to understand the barristers. We, they're all different, all got different personalities. And also the for the junior clerk advice is what I call the light bulb syndrome. If a barrister asked a junior clerk, to change a light bulb, I encourage them to do it straight away. It may be a tedious thing to do, but the barrister will remember that. They may be trying to do a fee negotiation, thinking that's more important. The barrister won't remember that. And when it comes, and this has actually happened, I've heard talk about junior clerk salaries, and they say, a barrister would say, that junior clerk is hopeless. 
I asked him to change my light bulb, and he never changed it. And they judged—they were judging his ability and the fact that he didn't change a light bulb. So that's what I call the light bulb syndrome. So that what I would say for any junior clerk coming, don't be shy of doing the most tedious things because if you do it well, they think you're brilliant. Yes, yeah, that's, that's how I got. That's why I'm you know been going for fifty-one years. Keep changing you change light bulbs. light bulbs very well. <laughs> Um, and Mark, if you've got any advice, now you're in this senior role, you've been in that role since 2008, so a, a long period of time. Those aspiring sort of clerks that are keen to get into the senior roles, have you got any advice for them, what, what, what they're going into effectively? Because, I mean, I, I sat down with my previous senior clerk when I got this job, and he, he, not that... It, it, it opened up my eyes, and when I moved, he, he was right, you know, what he was saying. Uh, yeah, for me, uh, I became senior clerk at uh, the nice young age of 26, uh, which I think I beat Dad by a year because he was 27 became, when he became senior clerk. Um, I would encourage junior clerks who want in senior positions to do put themselves forward for them because it's still a learning on the job role. Uh, you've got to be able to take the step into these roles uh, to be able to develop yourself. Uh, as long as you've got the foundation, then you should be able to uh, to work through, especially with the members, and develop what you want from a set of chambers. And what um, in 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 this role that you've currently got? What are the sort of challenges of the job you have? Many challenges, as as every every clerk has. Uh, the main, the main, you need to uh, develop barristers from pupillage to uh, to senior members. So developing careers is, is I think, is the crucial, uh, and forming relationships with solicitors and trying to get a steady source of uh, for work for them. And David, you know, just moving on to you, what's the? Um, you've probably seen come across many challenges in your lifetime at your chambers. What? Um, is there anything in particular that you feel that sort of happens on a regular basis or is there anything in, that sort of sticks in your mind that you sort of think? I think the, just thinking of hearing Mark's answer is, you know, I've interviewed people for pupillage who are now High Court judges. Incredible. So seeing their careers develop in that way. And the challenge of the job is the barristers because it's without the barristers, this would be a doddle of a job. But you know, barristers, and they've all got their different ways, all different, their different demands, and 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 handling that. So that's really the main thing. One of my ex-members, and now a high court judge, who is probably one of the most difficult barristers to clerk, very very demanding, and he's one of the only barristers that I've used foul language about too because he was totally impossible. He keeps in touch with me now regularly and you think I was his best mate. We, you know, it's completely, completely different and he, he's a breath of fresh air. But when he was a barrister, he, he was so difficult. Mm. Um, and I think that's, that is a challenge. And in fact, when uh, 
uh, he left Chambers to become on the bench, which is at, at the same time as I met my current wife. One of the members of Chambers said, there were two things that have happened to Chambers that we're really pleased about, is you've come into his life and Robert Hillier's gone on the bench. And that was true. He used to take up 80% of my time. He's trying to manage those sort of situation. One thing that where it's changed and thinking about the how the job has changed as well is, which I'm not very aggressive, is regulation. How things have changed with regulation. You know, when I started, it was all very sort of quite easy going now, but with the BSB regulation, etc., it's so time-consuming, takes up a lot, you know, a lot of time, uh, and trying to keep the barristers in check with that and chambers. I agree. And just going back to your demanding barrister, I'm surprised you mentioned his name. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I've just... come across difficult barristers, but I won't mention them, that's for sure. <laughs> well, that, maybe that should be uh, maybe that should be edited. <laughs> no, we'll leave it on there, see if he listens to it. Um, your... Well, at, uh, when I gave my Lifetime uh, Achievement Award speech, I referred to, to him in that, in actual fact, so it's not a secret. Okay. But just just one thing I will mention, well, I started the speech, I don't know if Mark can remember this, but I said, uh, when anyone breaks down on the motorway, they call the AA. A barrister calls his clerk. And that sums up what we sometimes do. That is very true. And um, Mark, can you just tell me, what's the favourite part of this job? What gets you up in the morning gets you in your dry, six-minute drive to your chambers in Cansbury? Well, to be fair, the six-minute drive can be a struggle sometimes. <laughs> uh, there's many things, I think, that gets me into the office. Uh, I think when you're, obviously, senior clerk, my new title, obviously, director of clerking, you're running the chambers. It, for me, it feels like running my own business, so I'm actively interested in getting there as soon as I can in the morning, seeing what the day brings, seeing what work and business deals are going to be happening. So just a general business development is what I really enjoy doing uh, and training the clerks that I have with me. Mm. Uh, I think that's the thing that mainly gets me up in the morning is just the developing of the set and how you can go to different places with building contacts and network. Yeah. And David, what about yourself? Yeah, I think Mark said it on the now, you know, the right, the, it does feel like it's your own business. And my barristers, you know, treat me like one of them. Uh, often, most, some of them call me boss. And it's, you know, that's, that gets me up in more. It's my own business. And, but I think I get, enormous satisfaction when a, a new case comes in, uh, you make a recommendation, it comes off, and the negotiation goes well. You know, even when, you know, I've seen someone interview for puberty and then become a high court judge, you feel you've been part of him getting or her to get into that career stage. So that gives you a lot of buzz. No, um, I completely agree. Um, so then, boss, <laughs> we always like to finish off with a question for our guests. And um, so I've, I contacted the IBC committee and said, oh, can we, anyone got any ideas for some questions? Nothing too rude, don't worry. But one that I picked out for the two of you, 
was that if you had the opportunity to be in any other career than you are now, what would it be and why? Uh, go on, Mark, you can kick us off. We'll leave the boss till last. It's a tough one. I, would, I don't know what I would would pick. I know when I was 18, I nearly left the job to uh, to become a, come into a stockbroker, but I uh, decided against it for some bizarre reason. Do you feel that was a mistake, turning, turning down to be a stockbroker? Possibly, because I normally retired by 40. I'd struggle to think, yeah, I'd struggle to think what I would do, as in I'm useless at any trade, so I wouldn't be able to do that. Uh, but any business owner is is probably what I'd like to have done. What sort of business, I wouldn't know. And uh, David? Uh, interesting. I mean, it's I've had a very rewarding career and difficult to think of anything else. Uh but I did, after being in Chambers a couple of years, bear in mind I did do A-level law. I was interested in law. And uh, in those days, you even had time to read opinions, which I did, I found interested. So I did think, nearly thought about becoming a solicitor. Okay. Uh, bear in mind that I originally was going to be an accountant, but I liked the law. And, and I thought, and I think I would like, I think I wouldn't mind of being a solicitor. Uh, and in lots of ways, that's if I was to encourage anybody to go into law, uh, I think a solicitor. Uh, certainly well, rather than law. Well, yeah, sort of business, commercial business, mm. uh, dealing with, you know, I'd like to deal with clients. Uh, there's You'd a like lot in my chamber, you know, in my chamber, we, I deal a lot of lay clients sometimes, mm. and I like dealing with them. So, uh, but anyway, I'm glad I'm a clerk. It's a, it's been a rewarding career for me, and uh, despite my apprehension the first few years, I think it was a I think it's still a career out there, and there's nothing like it. You know, you 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 have a business, professional relationship with a barrister, and it becomes a sort of personal one. As I mentioned, the difficult high court judge is is a mate. He rings me up for all sorts of things. Excellent, excellent. Well, look, um, I'd like to thank you both for joining me today. And um, I look forward to for you to join me on potentially another podcast when I think of an idea. All right. Cheers, chaps. Thank you. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks, Cheers. Steve. Bye. Thank you for listening to the IBC podcast. Join us next time for more insights into the world of clerking and remember to share the podcast with anyone else you think may be interested.